Hey, architecture firm owners and emerging leaders, get ready for unparalleled insight into the development of a world-class architecture firm and a worldwide organization driving the digital transformation of the design and construction industry with Build Smart, the podcast that's changing how our profession operates. We share the incredible stories behind innovation in the building industry with my friend and co-host, Patrick McLaney, FAIA, former CEO of the international architecture firm, HOK. You know, Yamasaki's office or firm lasted during his lifetime. And when he passed away, I think that was the end of the Yamasaki office. Helmut did not want that. He wanted a firm that would live out and grow beyond the founders. In season one, discover the untold stories behind HOK's meteoric rise, from 150 employees in St. Louis to a powerhouse with over 1,900 staff members and 27 offices worldwide. You know, they weren't as polite as the Kojima people. That was just boom. And anytime you have a creditor, whether it's Kojima or the bank, that wants their money, unless you can raise money someplace else, you are out of business. Bankrupt. Bankrupt. And hold on tight for season two, where Patrick takes us on a new adventure as chairman of Building Smart International, shaping the future of digital transformation in the design, construction, and operation of built assets. Ian Howell, Ken Harold, and I, Ken was my technical representative from HOK. The three of us took a tour of Europe of five cities in five days. Very busy time. Simply follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Build Smart Now and uncover lessons that will transform you and your architecture firm. Entree Architect membership is built for you, the small firm entrepreneur architect. Monthly training, full access to all our business resources, and a private member forum powered by Slack. Come build a better business with hundreds of your fellow entrepreneur architects and me at Entree Architect Membership. Enroll now free for 30 days at EntreeArchitect.com. Hello, my name is Mark Arlapage, and you are listening to Entree Architect Podcast, where I speak with inspiring, passionate people who share their knowledge and expertise all to help you build a better business as a small firm entrepreneur architect. This is episode 245, and this week I'm with Chad Harris, the creator of The Everyday Architect Journal, and we're talking about how everyday habits lead to success as a small firm architect. This episode of Entree Architect Podcast is supported by our platform sponsors, RCAT, the online resource delivering quality building material information, CAD details, BIM, specifications, and so much more at RCAT.com. FreshBooks, the cloud-based accounting software that makes running your small firm easy, fast, and secure. Spend less time on accounting and more time doing the work that you love. And Revit Rocketship. Learn Revit the fast and easy way with a powerful online course developed by the guys over at F9 Productions. From first-time users to seasoned pros, Revit Rocketship will show you how. Chad Harris, welcome to Entree Architect Podcast. Hi, Mark. Happy to be here. It's it's great to have you here. Chad Harris is an architect based in Clearwater, Florida. He practices every day at his small firm, Studio Laconic, 
He is the creator of The Everyday Architect Journal, a daily guided self-improvement journal and sketchbook for architects. So listen up. That's what this episode's about. Chad has a very unique background. He, he, um, he's worked in a variety of offices from small to large architecture firms and real estate brokerages from New Mexico to Colorado to where he lives today in Florida. He's done it all. Chad has uh, been a lead accredited professional since 2007 and has held an active real estate license since 2014. Chad, today we're here to talk about the Everyday Architect Journal. What is it? Why you created it? How you developed it? And how other architects might be able to use it to improve their lives every day. But before we go there, I want to know your origin story. Go back to where you discovered architecture, what inspired you to become an architect, and share that story of your journey to where you find yourself today. All right. So if we go really far back, I, I can think of a lot of things in my early age, but the kind of really the, the catalyst for where I really discovered architecture was probably in middle school when I took a drafting class. And the, the shop teacher back then taught a hand drafting course. And I took it at the same year that I took shop class, which was completely different. The shop class was chaos. And the drafting class was actually structured. And this, this teacher was old, almost blind, almost deaf. For some reason, he got through to us in the drafting class, and it worked. And a few years later in high school, I, was, I, I took a, um, a CAD drafting class at the same time as taking a law course. And I, I really fell in love with the architecture drafting class where we were learning AutoCAD. And at the same time, the law course was really bumming me down, and I hated it. So I dropped the law class and took a second credit in the drafting. Um, it, was, it was a great teacher. He really encouraged us to explore um, drafting and architecture. And I, I learned a lot in it. And I really discovered that's where my passion was and what I wanted to do kind of early on. Then kind of followed the usual course. I, I did work at an architecture firm in high school over a summer. And from there, uh, went to the University of New Mexico, where I did my undergraduate, uh, my Bachelor of Arts in Architecture there held an apprenticeship with Bart Prince there, which was an amazing oh, experience. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and after that, I worked for um, a good-sized firm down there called Studio Southwest, a great practice, and they're still doing well there. Later on, I, uh, I also did my graduate studies in, at the University of New Mexico, and I dropped um, any job that I had to kind of focus on that, and I was also the AIS vice president then, so I really wanted to be able to focus on all that stuff. And after school, I, I kind of graduated right in the middle of the recession, which was not a very fun time to be doing that. And spent all, about six months after I graduated looking for a job. I think it was over 300 applications that I sent out to places. I tracked all of them. I kept all of them saved on my computer to <laughs> see later. It's kind of depressing. but And then got a call one day, uh, response to one of those applications from a practice up in Colorado. I took the job on a phone interview without ever seeing what the town looked like that I was moving to and <laughs> moved up to Colorado for a position and worked there for a little while, got some good experience and then was actually laid off later. And being in a small town, it was, I didn't have a lot of options for where to move to next with an architecture practice. And I, I knew that I've always been interested in real estate as well as seeing me kind of moving towards the architect as developer um, role in the future, which you talked about a lot on this show and I've, I've always found fascinating. And so I, I kind of jumped into the real estate world. I got my real estate license in three weeks, started selling as quickly as I could. And at that same time, I was working on finishing up my architecture license. 
I had only 300 some hours left in my IDP when I was laid off. So that was kind of painful to have so few. (laughs) (laughs) So I started doing some contracting work for um, an architect that I knew in Colorado. And then eventually, once I got my license, I was lined up so well with the real estate world that people were coming to me saying, oh, you're an architect. We have projects we need help with right now. And so I just started to juggle a little bit of both the real estate and architecture and then started doing it on my own now. Most recently, so that was only about a year ago that I really started practicing architecture and uh, for myself. And my wife just finished nursing school. And so we decided to move to Florida because we were wanting to get to somewhere else and wanting to get to the ocean. And so we, we packed up when she finished school and moved out here. And we lived in Airbnbs for, for about three months while until we figured out where we were going to land over the summer. And I was kind of working all my projects on coffee tables. And the Everyday Architect Journal actually came up while we were in Airbnbs out here and kind of developed it that whole time on coffee tables and <laughs> Airbnbs in Florida. And that's where we're at today now. I'm kind of roundabout ways for where I've gone now, but I think the real estate and everything that I've moved into um, when I had to leave architecture for a little bit is really important to how I was got to developing this journal and where we are now. Do you still do you still do the real estate work? So I, I have my Colorado license is still active, but I, I I'm not going to pursue it in Florida right now. Um, it, when you're selling real estate, like to be good at it, you really have to be in it full time and yeah. working hard on it. So I haven't right now, so I can kind of send referrals back and forth to people in, um, in Colorado still. And it's, it's a great thing that they have set up where you can just kind of send someone a client and they'll send you a check for sending them that client. So yeah. keep that active for a little while to do that. Nice supplemental income. Absolutely. Yeah. Maybe we'll have you come back and talk about the benefits of the real estate license while you're an architect. Oh, well, sure. That'd be fine. That would yeah. be interesting. Because that's it sounds like that's how you started the the practice is that you got the license first, started doing real estate, and through that real estate it gave you leads for architecture and built the architecture firm. Yeah, it, it, that's exactly right. Because I was I, I was doing a lot of networking um, that I would have never done unless I'd gotten to real estate. You know, I feel like a lot of architects don't get out and meet with people as much as they should. And so when I was in real estate, I knew that I had to chase the business hard to get to meet people. You know, and so I did a lot of coffees with builders and developers out in Colorado, and it led to having the right contacts at the right time when my architecture license came up and kind of had to work instantly that way. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll have you back to talk about that. I want to talk okay. about the the Everyday Architect yes. Journal. This is, this is a cool journal. I have one right here in front of me, Oop, and that was a pen um, <laughs> that was attached to it. Um, let's start with what is it? What is the sure. Everyday Architect Journal? So the quick synopsis is that it's it's a daily improvement journal matched with a sketchbook. So in the real estate world, they're kind of steeped in self-improvement, self-development. So I've developed a lot of habits in the real estate world of journaling and um, just daily practices, and as well from a lot of books that I've read, I kind of adapted a lot of things and then created my own journaling practice that I do every morning. And I kind of wanted to see something that combine that with a sketchbook and that would kind of use all of my tools in one place. And that's how the everyday architect came to be. And, um, but I wanted to also market it to architects and add quotes in there, add everything directed towards architects so that we can help bring the self-improvement from other places in the world into the architecture realm also. 
what's your what's your goal with with the book? Why why not just keep it for yourself? Why to create other than the supplemental income because that's that's clear sure. and obvious. But but why do architects need this? And what's different about yours as opposed to just picking up another journal and start journaling? So with this, it's 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 also kind of focused on productivity and helping an architect zone in on their goals every day, right? And so I really wanted to, I, I don't think a lot of architects focus on self-improvement or self-productivity. And it, it's something that our field is lacking, I feel like. So I really wanted to bring a lot of these positive things over that help architects improve every day. And so the journal has um, starts with a gratitude list every day, which is proven to help people become happier by just focusing on the positive things, the things they can be grateful for, the things they have. So, so every morning we we open up the book, open up the journal, and there's a line that says, what are you grateful for? That's correct. So every morning, it's kind of structured into a morning section and a night section. And the top part in the morning, um, every day starts with a quote from a well-known architect. And then we go through yeah, three love, things that you're that grateful part. for. Yeah. And from there, um, we also focus on what you're going to be focusing on for the day. What are the top things that you want to accomplish today? Mm-hmm. to kind of get you ready for the day ahead and focus on the important things to accomplish and hopefully cancel out some of the noise by zoning in on what you really need to get done that will help you improve or work on whatever you need to. Right. So even if you have a, a, a to-do list, 20 things long, you can pick the top three that you absolutely have to get done today and get them Correct. posted in there. And by writing them down, they become you know a higher higher level of priority for you. Right. That's exactly right. And, and, and this book is structured where it doesn't necessarily have to be for goals for work. It can be, it's, it's saying what would make today successful. Mm-hmm. So if that's going to the gym in the morning, if that's knocking out a successful presentation at the office, whatever it is, that's kind of what it's set up for is what you think would make today successful. And hopefully you're able to keep that in the back of your mind and get it done and accomplish that that day. So is that the full morning routine? So, so there's a quote and there's, there's gratitude and then there's the three things that you will accomplish today. That's correct. And we also have, um, kind of daily goal setting. Um, in the beginning of the journal, we have some exercises where you're setting big goals and every day I'm having where you're reminding yourself what that big Mm. goal is. So you're kind of being able to Keep that also in your subconscious to think of ideas for how to make progress towards that every day. Super important. That's great. We have uh, a little bit of space for affirmations, thoughts, free journaling, whatever you'd like to put there. And that, that's kind of the basic weekday morning section of it. In the nights, we have just a couple reflection spaces uh, where you focus on what you could have done better today that you could do tomorrow. Um and then the two things to end the day on the positive on a positive note of what made today great. And then on the opposite hand page is every day's room for sketching. Um, we also have uh, the weekends or whatever your, your first or last day of the week that you would consider to be or set up differently. Where let's say Sunday is set up to go through your big goals. So every week you're reminded of your top three goals that you're working towards. And there's also a weekly challenge every week to try to complete. So these, these things are structured to help get you out of your comfort zone and help you grow a little bit more. So they're not always going to be easy. Um, one of them, I think one of the hardest ones is probably that we put in there is staying off your phone for a day. <laughs> <laughs> so 
And then the last day of the week um, is, is a little more, it's just one thing um, on top of the gratitude. It's a, a 10 ideas list. And I got this from James Altucher. And this is actually how the idea for the journal came about is because I was doing this every day. I was writing down 10 ideas based on a theme that I come up with. And yeah, so that's, that's it. And well, I, I guess also um, on top of the 100... 15 or so quotes from architects that I have in there. There's also 15 sketches every, every week. There's a sketch featured by a well-known architect aside, a side of quote. So beautiful sketches to help encourage and inspire you and your sketching in the book. I have it in my hand. I'm actually holding it. It's an, it's an analog tool. It's not digital. And okay. so, so today um, you had to make that choice. You had to make the conscious decision that you were going to, to do this as a, as a book. Right, right, and, uh, right. You know, a printed book rather than an app, because everything you just talked about, minus the sketching, maybe, mm. um, could have been done as an app. Why did you choose a book? The, an app didn't even occur to me, honestly, because my journaling has always been by hand with a cup of coffee in the morning and a blue pen. You know, every day writing down. I, I think there's a lot more magic in handwriting than in typing it out, and. I feel like it, it really ingrains what you're writing in your mind more than if you're just typing it out. And I, I think that's important to have that physical copy. I mean, travel with it anywhere still. It's, it's not that large. And also, as you go back, you can have these put these on your bookshelf and kind of have a, a record of time, just like any other journaling practice. Yeah, I think a lot of architects carry around sketchbooks. And Absolutely. it's about yeah. the same size. It's, it's, exactly. I don't know, what is it? Is it like five by eight? Is that what it is? Five and a half by eight and a half. Five and, eight, five and a half by eight and a half. You know, so it's like a small sketchbook that many of us have. Um, but it's sort of a guided process. So it's, it's, uh, and I love that it's, that it's, that you write it, you know, that it's written. Um, yeah. Everything that you're talking about with, with gratitude and journaling, um, it actually works differently when you, when you have to write it down rather than, uh, type it. it. It's actually using different parts of your brain, so it's actually more effective to write it down. Oh, totally. Yeah. So, so it's really important that it is a, that it is a book. Um, I love it. I think it's really cool. <laughs> Thanks. Let's take a quick break to say thank you to our platform sponsors here at Entree Architect, RCAT, Fresh Books, and Revit Rocket Chip. For years, when I needed information on manufacturers' products, I headed straight to Google. Then I sifted through the hundreds of results to find the one or two that might be the link to the product that I'm looking for. And more often than not, that link was not what I was looking for. It was outdated or didn't meet my requirements, so I went back to the search engine and started all over again. And this could take all afternoon, maybe to find two or three products that I needed. Sound familiar? There is a better way. RCAT.com. Find what you're looking for in seconds. Building product information, BIM, CAD, and custom specifications using their exclusive tool, SpecWizard. And keep it all online in one place using their cloud-based project organizing tool, Charette. So make RCAT a part of your efficient project workflow. Just type in entrearchitect.com slash RCAT. That's A-R-C-A-T. Type that into your browser and add it to your favorites and then visit RCAT for every project. Find what you need fast and make more money on every project. Time is money, my friends. EntreeArchitect.com slash 
ARCAT. That's entrearchitect.com slash A-R-C-A-T. Our friends at FreshBooks have been supporting us here at the Entree Architect podcast for a long time now. They've been a platform sponsor for well over two years. So thank you, FreshBooks. So you've heard me talk about FreshBooks a lot here at the Entree Architect podcast. Every episode, in fact, for quite a long time now. But did you know how FreshBooks actually was created, how it came to life? Well, it happened when their founder, Mike, accidentally saved over an invoice and he kind of snapped. He was using Microsoft Word to bill his clients. He had studied accounting at school, but found that every accounting software on the market was built for some other business, not for him. He was frustrated. He wanted something different, something better, something that was designed for him, a self-employed professional. So he built it. Today, millions of people use FreshBooks, and on average, FreshBooks customers save about 16 hours a month. 16 hours a month. What could you do with an extra 16 hours? Getting started with FreshBooks is ridiculously easy. Most people send their first invoice seconds after starting their free trial. And the same goes for time tracking, managing expenses, collaborating with contractors, and viewing financial reports. So give FreshBooks a try. It's free for 30 days. Just visit entrearchitect.com slash FreshBooks. And then let them know that we sent you by sharing Entree Architect in the How Did You Hear About Us section. That's entrearchitect.com slash FreshBooks to access your free, unlimited 30-day trial. Revit Rocketship is a new online course developed by our friends Alex Gore and Lance Psycho over at F9 Productions. They're the guys from the Inside the Firm podcast. Their new online course will get you up and running with Revit fast and easy. It's completely different from anything else available online. You're going to learn how to model in Revit just like it gets built. And you won't even need to start from scratch. Alex provides you with a complete ready-to-go template to get started. It's the actual Revit template that his firm, F9 Productions, has developed over the past decade and uses today. He'll walk you through their proven method of developing a Revit model and end up with a completed set of construction drawings that you can use for your portfolio or reference when you develop your next project. Revit Rocketship is based on years of experience using the software and teaching Revit at the university level so they know how to get you up and running fast and easy. I love that Alex and Lance are sharing their knowledge and I want you to check out Revit Rocketship. Register today for Revit Rocketship at entrearchitect.com slash Revit. That's entrearchitect.com slash R-E-V-I-T. RCAT, FreshBooks, and Revit Rocketship. Please visit our platform sponsors today and thank them for supporting you, the Entree Architect community. I want to get into the process of actually putting it putting it together. I think it's something that, that sure. every every architect should have and should should use on a daily basis. Whether you you use your book or whether you you know create your own journaling um, process, but I like the the business side of it too. And I want to talk about mm-hmm. the business side of it because I think it's important that we all have it. But I like the idea that you as an architect have created a second means of income. Um, which is many of us, which is what we should be doing. We should not only be practicing architecture and getting paid by our clients, but we should have multiple uh, sources of income. And I love the idea that this is a, a, 
uh, a product that you've created, put a whole bunch of time and effort into creating it, and now it's done. It's sitting out there for sale. You can get it on Amazon today or any anywhere else you want to to look for it. It's all there. Um, and now you just sit back and and the, the you know the the riches come right. You're going to become you're going <laughs> to retire right, retire on this now. <laughs> wish it was that easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but but I you know I want to talk about the what was the process of putting this thing sure. together. I mean right from like like the the Airbnbs of coming up with the idea. Where did the idea come from? And then what was the process to go from that? that idea to the book I'm holding in my hand. Sure. So as architects, we're, we're set up pretty well for things like this from our training in school to what we do every day in our work. So no, already knowing these design programs like InDesign, Photoshop, Illustrator uh, really set you up to put out something like this very easily. Are those the tools so, you used? Those were, yeah. So most of it I did in InDesign. Adobe product. And honestly, that's, that's all I would have needed. Um, so I, I think the, I, I mentioned earlier that the idea really came about when I was doing a 10 ideas list and James Altucher talks about coming up with ideas every day, but really trying to mate ideas to come up with something. New. What is so it? What is that 10 ideas a day? Right. So James Altucher is an author. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's written choose yourself, a number of other books. And he's got a cool podcast too. He's sort of a crazy crazy man. Right. Absolutely. (laughs) But, and I pulled this, I, uh, this 10 ideas list from his book, choose yourself. And every day he's done this for a while and he's come up with business ideas through this and he calls it how to his way of becoming an idea machine. So every day he just become more creative and his own ideas. He just writes down every day morning, 10 ideas. It doesn't matter what it is. Just, if it's crazy, just you just write it down. It's just a matter of doing it every day. And so I was doing that for a while, and I, I still do on occasion. And that idea came up with just a journal and a sketchbook. What were two good things that I like to use? and Combine them. them. Exactly. Yeah. And so and I, and the idea couldn't, wouldn't leave my head after I came up with it. So I just started designing it in InDesign. Um, I probably spent I, – I, I get going early in the morning on it and spend 90 minutes every morning – I just set a timer for 90 minutes to block out anything else and just work on this. And that way the architecture projects wouldn't distract me from, and I'd still get it done, but I'd try to get it done early enough in the morning where it wouldn't distract from the architecture projects also. And yeah, before I knew it, it was done, you know, just whittling away a little bit here and there and all, all in InDesign. Um, I had my older brother who's a graphic designer help me with the logo and then we, we put it together on the background that we put for the cover. But so once huh? I had it designed, I knew that I had to go print on demand. I, I don't think self-publish, I mean, traditional publishing wasn't even an option for me. And that's a whole different world that's difficult to get into. And we're set up so well for print on demand already. And it's a beautiful thing that they're doing because all, all you do is you have to just upload a file and they... <laughs> they print it for you whenever you get an order in or whenever you place an order and it, and it gets shipped out. And uh, we can talk more about the process for that too. Um, yeah, I would, I would love to do that. Before we get into that, how long did it take you to go from idea or when, once you'd said, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going to commit to this uh, and have, have those 90 minutes every sure. morning till, so, till you can, you know, uh, publish it on, on Amazon or wherever you, wherever you publish. Right. Um, 
surprisingly fast. So I came up with the idea beginning of June, started on it right around then. This um, this year in June. This June, year in June, June. Okay. And it was it was done by October. Um and well it was done and ready for editing and whatever by mm-hmm. October. So yeah, it was three, four months of working just a little bit every day. And did you done. have somebody else help you with the editing or did you just go back and revise it and oh, revise yeah. it? And revise I, it? I, had, I had a pretty great support system, luckily. Like I said, my older brother helped me with the yep. logo. My little brother helped me with the website and I had my wife go through <laughs> some edits and my mom, who um, majored in journalism, used to be a teacher, so she's very good at it also, go through a few edits also. So nice. I probably went to Built, six built in six. team. Yeah, Pub- it publishing team. <laughs> Very thankful for what I have around me. So. You should assemble them and, and create a service. There we go. <laughs> yeah. So anybody wants to get a book published, come to us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Instant business. Right. Another revenue stream. There we go. Um, so what? So once it's once once you go uh, when it's ready. First of all, what type of file are you? Is it a PDF file that you're uploading, or is yeah. it a special you, file? Nope. Um, it, it's just PDF, and I think all the services. All the online print-on-demand services have different requirements for what they want for that PDF. But, yeah, you just have to make sure that it's the right size, as in 5.5 by 8.5 in my case, each page. And they give you the amount of bleed space that things can go off the page where it will still get cut into it. And they give you the margin space that's required so you don't have things getting cut off when it's getting printed. But, yeah, you just provide a PDF and upload it. And same with the cover. Um uh, and I think a lot of services provide you cover templates. So we'll, we'll, I used Ingram Spark. Um, they have a print-on-demand called Lightning Source. Light, and, lightning? Like like thunder and lightning? Yeah. So Lightning really, Source. I think Lightning Source is harder to find. If you Google Ingram Spark, that's the print-on-demand service, okay. really. We'll put a link in the show notes. Ingram yeah. Spark. And um, and for them, they had a cover template that they automatically generate. So you provide how many pages the book is what size you're using, and then you also um, upload your ISBN, which is something they have to purchase yourself separately. And how do you do that? There's one company called Bawker, B-O-W-K-E-R. They're the only ones in the U.S. that sell ISBNs. And so each copy of a book, whether a hardback needs its own ISBN, like paperback of the same book needs its own ISBN, but you just purchase it, it's like $150. And then they give you a number and... Um, Ingram Spark, their cover generator, you put in the number, it generates a barcode for it also. And then they give you this template that has the barcode, the exact size for the cover that you can just put your cover design on and upload it. You upload it separately from the body. Very cool. I'm looking yeah. at the barcode. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, so once you have it uploaded to Ingram Spark, then, then what? How does it go from there to selling it? Sure. And I chose Ingram Spark because they're one of Ingram is one of the biggest book distributors in the world. And with their print on demand service, they have a huge distribution reach also. So thousands of online stores and in a lot of these brick and mortar stores have the option of ordering hard copies into their store if they want it also. So just by putting it up through them, it gets sent out to thousands of places across the globe. So it's even available in Europe, in Australia, and Canada, on on their Amazons, on their Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, whatever that you shop online for books at, it's it's gets up there. So it So an international publisher uh, inter- international author, Chad Harris. Exactly. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but only in English right now. <laughs> All in time. 
Yes, indeed. <laughs> um, well, that's that's pretty cool. And then, so once it's once it's distributed, so um, I'm assuming it's sold on on Amazon. You're published. You you post it to Amazon, or is that something that they're doing through that service as well? No, they just automatically just automatically get sent and put up. So you in the back end of Ingram Spark, you just fill out all the information, your short description of the book, your long description of the book. Um, and they, they generate a cover image for it that gets sent out. And really all the information that they need, the the categories that it should be tagged in, the keywords for it, that's all in the back end on the print on demand site. And all that information just gets sent out and automatically uploaded to all these sites. And so and you also said like when the publishing date and when the, the sale date is. So like right now, as of November, what is today, the 6th, 7th? 7th. Because I've set the release date for the book as November 19th. Okay. So we're, it'll be available for pre-order through all those. And then Amazon will kind of hold it until they're ready to ship it when the actual date launches. And yeah, so all the information is just all you have to do is put it in the back end and it goes out to everywhere else. So, so they do everything. So what is a service like that cost? Once, it's, once you have all the work done and you're, you're uploading it, what does it cost to um, to do it through Ingram? So it's going to be a little more expensive than if you were to say bulk order a lot through China or something. Because um, and it depends on the size of the book and if you choose paperback versus hardcover, the type of hardcover. And so it's usually when I was looking into the details, like the book my size with a little bit, um, even a little bit larger than my size, it would range between about seven eight dollars to sixteen dollars a book. And I, I'm adding in shipping for an individual book also. Yeah. So all in all, it's not terrible. And yeah, they they give you on Ingram Spark website, you can do a calculator where you plug in how many pages your book is going to be, what size you're going to choose. And it gives you pretty much down to the penny what your book is going to cost. And is it is it only are you only charged once it's once it's printed and it's sent out? Or is it is there like a, a like a registration there is. Uh, so to upload a cover, to upload uh, mm-hmm. is, I think, $25. To upload yeah. the body is $25. And anytime you make an edit and have to re-upload one of those PDFs, they recharge you $25 for that edit once the title's alive. And but and all the services are different, too. And this is Ingram Sparks cost. I think Create Space through Amazon is a little bit different, a little cheaper, too. But they... The reason I chose to go with Ingram Spark is because I wanted a hardcover book mm-hmm. and create space through Amazon, right? As of right now, only has paperback available. And I mean, the quality of the hardcover came out amazingly, amazingly well. And there's other services, I think Lulu, a couple others that will do it also that are pretty comparable. Yeah. But I think Ingram Spark is one of the top choices for it. Yeah. It's a very high quality book. I mean, it, it, uh, it looks just like any other hardcover book. I mean, it's, it's very well done. Right, you would never know I did it in Airbnbs in a few months. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, definitely not. Definitely, <laughs> definitely would not know that. Um, so I, I, I could definitely see the value in architects um, using it as a journal, but also uh, using your your you as a model for when because I think many of us have ideas. I love that idea of the ten ideas. Uh, yeah, the ten ideas because I, I think many of us are rolling around every day with. 50 ideas in our head every day going back and forth and back and forth. And when you write them down, you get them out of your head and you get them written down. So if you have a, a daily practice of writing down your 10 ideas, 
you can get some of those ideas that are constantly rolling around in the back of your head, stressing you out, whether you know it or not, if they're in there and you're constantly thinking about them, uh, it's contributing to your stress, getting them, get them out, get them into a journal. And uh, one of those ideas might turn into a published book. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's very cool. So how do we, how do we get one of these? If we wanted to get one, how do we, uh, how do we get a, the everyday architect journal? So available a lot of places and it's still up for pre-order right now. So everything's going to ship November 19th, but go to Amazon. It's up there. Barnes and Noble books a million. Um, our website is everydayarchitectjournal.com. And, um, yep, up there available for pre-order right now. We have discount codes on there too, for free shipping. If you join our mailing list and yeah. All right, cool. Uh, and I'm going to give one away. I actually have an extra one. And I'm right. going. To, I'm going to give one away. Uh, here's what you have to do. If you want one, I have actual copies. So you don't have to pre-order with the one that I'm giving you. So if you do this, you can actually get this one. I'm going to mail it to you on Instagram. This is Instagram only. So if you're not on Instagram, sign up and get on Instagram. <laughs> um, this is what you have to do: share a selfie or a screenshot. So if you don't like selfies, you can share a screenshot shot of you listening to this episode. Okay, this is episode 245. So take your phone, take or, or with your computer, whatever you just take a selfie of you listening or a screenshot of what you're listening to. Mention the Everyday Architect Journal. So put that in the post. Include a link to this episode, entrearchitect.com slash episode 245. I'm checking to see if you're following directions. And tag both Entre Architect at Entre Architect and at Everyday Architect. Got that? That's right. So you have to share a selfie. So basically share an image. That's how Instagram works. So I'm giving you two options, a selfie or a screenshot. Mention the Everyday Architect Journal. Link the episode, entrearchitect.com slash episode 245, and tag both Chad and me, uh, Entre Architect and Everyday Architect. And then from that pool of people who do that, um, we will pick a random winner and I will mail you my extra copy here to you to no cost. You get the book and the shipping. It's a gift. So do that. So all you architect Instagrammers get to work, do that. <laughs> Once you hear this, do it, do it immediately and, uh, and get up there and do that right now. Uh, for somebody who doesn't get the free one, is there a, an easy, quick, inexpensive way to grab one? Yes, sir. So for all your listeners, um, only available on our website, we're doing a 20% off coupon code for anybody who'd like to order it. And this will run indefinitely. And the code is ENTREARC20, ENTREARCH20. Use that as a promo code. You'll get 20% off the journal on our on our website, everydayarchitectjournal.com. And there's also free shipping available if you sign up for our mailing list there. So save a little bit of money that way. Cool. So, just so, our website, no Amazon or anything for that code. Yeah. So you have to go to everydayarchitectjournal.com. Coupon code is ENTREARCH20, right? A R C H 20. Yep. Uh, does it matter whether it's capital? Is it case sensitive? No, it won't matter. Okay. So ENTREARCH20 will get you. And we're going to put a link on that on the show notes for that as well, because mm-hmm. Chad says it's, it's not going to run out. So um, you can go to this episode, ENTREARCHITECT.com slash episode 245. The link will be there. It'll link right to there. Um, just post, put in that that coupon code, ENTREARCH20, and you get 20% off. So that's cool. Thanks for that. Appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. 
All right. So uh, before we wrap up, I want to ask you the one thing that I ask everybody. What is one thing that a small firm architect can do today to build a better business for tomorrow? It, my answer for this is, is very much in line with what this journal is, and that's just to do something and work every day to do at least one thing to improve yourself, whether that's making it to the gym, reading, journaling, meditating, whatever it is, work on yourself. Um, I, I really like the analogy of when you're on a plane, if there's an emergency, they tell you to put on your oxygen mask before your child's next to you, right? Because if you were to pass out, you can't help anybody, especially your kid next to you. It's the same thing with yourself. If you're not improving yourself, becoming the best that you can, then you can't be the best that you can for your clients, for your family, or whatever. So that would be my one advice is to keep working on yourself every day. I like it. On the internet, the architecture studio is studiolaconic.com. It's L-A-C-O-N-I-C, studiolaconic.com. For the journal, everydayarchitectjournal.com. You can get everything. You can learn more about it there. You can purchase it Purchase it there. Go check it out. Um, on Instagram, at Everyday Architect. Go say hi. And uh, Chad, this has been a really interesting conversation. I love what you've done here. I appreciate you for thanks, sharing Mark. it with our community. Uh, thanks for being here at Entree Architect Podcast. Thank you, Mark. It's been a blast. So I want to know, what sort of routines or habits have you developed uh, on your daily daily basis and your daily schedule to be more successful, to be more inspired, uh, to be more motivated in the things that you want to accomplish in your life? I want to know what some of those habits and, and disciplines that you've developed are. So go to entrearchitect.com slash episode 245, post it in the comments, or head over to the Entree Architect community on Facebook. You can get there by the short link, entrearchitect.com slash group, and post it. Post what are you doing on a daily basis to make your life more successful. Uh, the Everyday Architect Journal is a great way to do that. It's also a great gift. You know, if you have a staff that you're looking to give gifts to or other architects that you want to give gifts to, uh, the Everyday Architect Journal is a great gift. Uh, and you can get 20% off with that coupon code, Chad says, if you use the coupon code ENTREARCH, so use the H, ENTREARCH20, you'll get 20% off if you go to everydayarchitectjournal.com and buy the journal from everydayarchitectjournal.com. Type in the, the promo code ENTREARCH20, and you'll get 20% off. There, This is not a sponsored uh, podcast. This is not a sponsor. I'm just, I'm, I love what Chad is doing. I love when architects are out there hustling to to make the profession better for others and build a business for themselves. So I'm here to help uh, Chad succeed in doing this because I want to encourage you to do the same thing because I want you to succeed as well. So go over to the Facebook group, go over to the comments and let us know. Let us know uh, what you think of the Everyday Architect Journal. Um, here's the thing. Here's the thing that is most important to me. I want you to join the Entree Architect membership. Why? Because the Entree Architect membership gives you a new masterclass expert training webinar every month. Every month, new expert comes into the membership, a live webinar teaching you something that you need to know as a small business owner, as a small firm architect every month. That alone is worth the membership without a doubt. But then you also get on top of that 
live training every month. You get access to the entire archive of training sessions that we've already done. There's more than 35 of them already recorded in topics covering everything that you need as a small firm architect in business, in leadership, and in life as a small firm architect. So you get all of the entire archive, every training session that we've already done. Plus you get access to all our resources, including hybrid proposal and the foundations documents. The foundations documents, that's more than 50 business forms and templates and checklists that you can use for your firm. It's all there for free as member. Access to all our digital courses, including Get Focused, our powerful productivity course, and an invitation to join our Slack Entree Architect member forum. That is part of it as well. So training resources and a private community for small firm architects. That is Entree Architect membership. Join hundreds of your fellow entrepreneur architects and me inside Entree Architect membership. Gain full instant access today for free for 30 days at EntreeArchitect.com. Do it now. EntreeArchitect.com. My name is Mark Arlapage, and I am an entrepreneur architect, and I encourage you to go build a better business, and that membership will show you how so you can be a better architect. Love, learn, share what you know. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. I've mentioned it to my family, but in terms of telling people like, oh yeah, we're doing this, I'm looking for projects. You got anything, yeah. I'm, I'm not there yet because it scares the out of me. Dreaming of launching your own architecture firm? Well, we'll buckle up for a wild ride with Emerging, the podcast that shares what it's really like to start an architecture firm. Where do we begin? We don't even know what type of business to formalize as. Is it an LLC? Is it an LLP? Like how are taxes? I mean, the list is astronomical. Season one featured founders Jeffrey, Lexi, and Chris, owners of Level Studio Architecture, are your fearless guides on this unfiltered journey from napkin sketches to a thriving studio. One evening, stumbled into one last dive, we sat at the bar and pondered our postgraduate futures. Amidst the conversation, a napkin became the canvas for our aspirations, sketching plans and milestones, sealing our heartfelt commitment and shared dreams. In drawing down dreams on a napkin collectively, that <laughs> then, you know, in your head, you've rooted like, oh, I'm connected to these people, like long term. The process of starting an architecture practice brims with excitement and challenges, demanding meticulous planning, flawless execution, and unyielding resilience. I kind of hate the term because it's so overly used, but I think everybody knows imposter syndrome. And I think it's it's so real to this day. I, I, I don't know if it's with everybody, but with me, I'm always questioning like us, can we do this? Are we ready to do this? Are we prepared? Can we do it? Did we just decide a name? <laughs> we did it, guys. Oh my the one that God. came out of nowhere. Woo! It came out of nowhere. I liked it. I saw it. Ready to turn your aspirations into reality? Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Emerging and chart your own path to architectural success. Call.
calling all small firm architects. It's time to tap into your full potential with Entree Architects Context and Clarity, where inspiration meets innovation. Hey, it's Mark Arlapage, founder of Entree Architect, and I'm inviting you to join my two favorite co-hosts, Jeff Eccles and Katie Kangas, as they bring together authors, experts, and thought leaders for electric conversations with entrepreneur architects around the globe. It's not just a podcast, it's a community where dreams meet action. There's a simple equation there. And what for me, what that did, just doing that basic calculation was, it allowed me to compare what I had actually saved in my retirement accounts to what I thought a possible projected annual spend might be. Artists are temperamental, so beautiful design is gonna be a priority. When the job is done, we're gonna actually need to live in the house, not live with the person who designed it. <laughs> so for me, the, the artistic skill, the architectural skill is most important. And so I would say like, that would be 60% of it, if not more. Gain insights to build a successful practice. Subscribe, engage, and let's redefine your future together. Join the Context and Clarity community, where every conversation adds to your blueprint for success.